God's ways of healing. The healing message is so powerful and so important for us, you know, every one of us personally and for those around us, of course. We are the carriers of God's good news. God's news is always good. Unlike the news that we watch on TV (laughs) or hear on YouTube, God's news is always good. Amen. Glory be to God. And you are the carrier of his good news. Come on, say to yourself, I'm the carrier of God's good news. Amen. Always remember that the Holy Spirit is not a damning spirit. He's not here to damn anyone. He's not here to judge anyone. He's here to set us free. He's here to rescue us. He's here to bless us. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. God's ways of healing. There are many ways that God can heal his people. And I'm giving you the understanding this morning because it's not in just, you know, reciting a formula or just reciting words. It's so important that everything that we get from God comes by revelation. And that's why the word of God says in all you're getting, get understanding. God has not made us to be puppets. God has made us to be free agents of choice. And so we understand it. We have the light and we choose. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. God will never force us. He will never pressure us into serving him. Amen. I serve him because by his light, I have chosen to serve him. Healing comes, number one, by the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is not a magic wand. The name of Jesus is the conquering spirit. The name of Jesus is the victory. The resurrection victory is the power that comes with conquest. Amen. We need to understand that God is never a coward. God is never, never a coward. And God is never passive. God is very active. The Jesus that we know is no longer the Jesus in a manger. The Jesus that we know is the conquering champion, the conquering warrior. And that's why for every Christian, there is a conquering spirit that has been put on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the conquering spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit that refuses to quit. That refuses to let go. That refuses to just lie down and play dead. The Holy Spirit is the conquering spirit. And even within your body, you have been given the immunity to fight against sickness and disease. Don't see your body as weak. Your body is fearfully and wonderfully made. Your body has been made strong to fight against sickness and disease. Can we say amen? To fight against the oppression and the darkness of the enemy that he tries to put into your mind. Amen. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 7 to 11. 7 11. How good is that? Philippians 2 7 11. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The word of God is very powerful because the word of God is operational. 
So it's not that because you read the word, so the Holy Spirit pats you on your back and say, okay, good, you are dutiful. No, the, the word of God is operational. Whatever you read, you will become. Whatever you read, you can do. The word of God is the empowerment of God. Amen. And when you read it, it empowers you. Praise the Lord. It's not a duty. It's the wisdom of God to strengthen his people and empower his people. Amen. Okay, this is referring to Jesus. Jesus made himself of no reputation. He's not seeking for popularity. He's not seeking for men's applause. And took upon him. I want you to look at the active voice. You know, in the English language, there's the active and the passive voice. And I want you to look at the active voice in the scripture. He made himself of no reputation. Nobody forced him. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon him. Nobody made him. God didn't make him. We're talking about Jesus, who is so strong, who is so powerful. His will is so strong that he endured the cross and despised his shame. Don't underestimate the power of your will. You need it. The enemy tries to weaken our will, but God is always in the business of strengthening our will. You need it. In the business of resisting the devil and in the business of submitting to God. So Jesus made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men by the power of the Holy Spirit, of course. And being found in fashion as a man, look at the active voice again. He humbled himself. Look at the active voice again. He became obedient unto death. Obedience is an active choice of our will. It takes a lot more to obey than to sacrifice. It takes a lot more to obey than to rebel. And that's why Jesus demonstrates the power of obedience over the power of rebellion. The devil tries to demonstrate the power of rebellion, but is crushed and subdued by the power of obedience. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. The devil exalts what is bad, but God proves the victory of what is good. The devil exhausts sickness to intimidate you, to threaten you, to bind you. But God exhausts what is good, health and healing to strengthen you, to empower you, to promote you to a higher level of glory. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even... The death of the cross. Do you get the power in that? That's the power of the pure love of Jesus for God and for people. It's the victory of his selfless love. 
is the victory of his selfless love. Can we say amen? That's why it is indefeatable. The devil cannot defeat Jesus. He tried, but he couldn't. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Continue with verse 9. I want you to see that there is spiritual intelligence that will be released to you from the Bible. The world does not have this intelligence. The world will just operate by what the mind thinks, what the natural laws, you know, provide for. The doctors do their best, you know, to try to kill those cancer cells, to even poison them, to burn them. But God gives us wisdom. Amen. If you look at verse 9, wherefore God also hath Come on, read this together with me. One, two, three. Highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of beings in heaven, beings in earth and beings under the earth. Because it would not be things. Things have no knees, you know. These things have no knees. <laughs> beings, angels, demons, people. We're talking about what happened in eternity. We're talking about a historical fact, but also an eternal truth. We need to understand that God has given each and every one of us as a person to choose. People choose to obey or to disobey we have been given the freedom to do so it's very important that we understand that we have been given the free will to exercise it for or against the word of God but I want to tell you that demons obey God by subjugation they don't obey God by their free will. They obey God because they have to. That's why you need to exercise your God-given authority against demons. And they can't read your mind. You can't just do silent prayers in your mind. That won't work. God can read your mind, but not devils. That's why prayers are so important. You must, you must release your God-given authority against every spirit that tries to oppress you, confuse you, and destroy you. It's very, very important that we understand that. Demons have been subdued to obey like a handcuffed rebel, a handcuffed criminal. They cannot choose otherwise. Their rebellion had been defeated or subjugated. And we as God's people and army on the earth must exercise our God-given right to keep the demons handcuffed and defeated. Can we say amen? A devil is a demonic 
personality. Why did Adam and Eve fail in the Garden of Eden? They were not in heaven. They were in paradise. There was a demon in paradise and his name is Satan. Why did they fall? Because they did not exercise their God-given authority to subdue, to resist the devil. You can't say to your sickness and disease and say, maybe God wants me to be sick. I don't know if he'll heal me this time. Let's wait and see. No. Even when you go to the doctor, you don't just wait and see. You go to the doctor because you want healing. And you can't just give the the ball or the responsibility of your health and healing to the doctors, to the specialists, you know, to the pharmacists. They will do their job, but it's your life. You need to fight for your life. You need to fight for your health. You need to fight for your mental well-being. Can we say amen? A fighter is a winner. If you don't fight, you won't have any victory. If you don't fight, you have no victories. Can we say amen? If God fights for you, what are you doing? Lift up your hands with me and say, I'm fighting. I'm fighting. I'm getting what God has for me. Health and healing. Mental soundness. Wealth and wisdom. The goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to understand that a devil is a demonic personality. A demon has a voice. A demon can give us thoughts. He can move in our lives. There are demonic activities. There are demonic traps and snares. Demons have targets. Demons can target a person to attack him or her. A devil has characteristics and symptoms that go with its particular assignments. There are demons of mental confusion. There are demons of physical affliction. There are demons that bring strife and persecutions. Look at Luke chapter 13, verse 11. Luke chapter 13, verse 11. You have to know them to defeat them. Otherwise, you will think that it's just me, you know. No, it's not just you. It's more than just you. Look at Luke chapter 13, verse 11. And behold, there was a woman who had a what? A spirit of infirmity for how long? 18 years. There is a special kind or category of demons called demons of infirmity. Their assignment is to afflict people with sickness and disease. They target a certain part of the body. It can be the heart, the lungs, the kidney, the intestines, the eyes, the bones, the muscles. They seek to harm, to damage, to destroy, and eventually to kill the person. And that's why in the natural, you have specialists, you have surgeons, you know, just cut it off or burn it off or poison it. But the fact is that they operate in the natural. 
They can have results in the natural. But because these are spirits, they are spirits of affliction. They cannot be controlled by natural means. They can resurface. They can come back after a period of time. They can resurface. The pain and the sickness can resurface in different parts of the body. Different parts of the body. This time it could be headache. Another time is stomach upset. Another time is what? Leukemia. Another time is another kind of sickness. And even to another generation. Demons can haunt a person, can follow a person to generations. And that's why Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. We cannot overcome those spirits unless we start to walk in the spirit and live in the spirit. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18. Mark 16, verse 17 to 18. If you look around you, if you just look around you, even in this church, you can see different people coming from different nations and different cultural groups. This is already an evidence that Jesus is real. How many of you have tried to influence or to change a person? Come on. How many of you have ever tried to influence or change a person? Lift up your hands. Come on, be honest. Or to help. How many of you have experienced that is is not easy? It's very hard. But look at yourself. Coming from different parts of the world. And how the Holy Spirit has impacted you. Spoken to you. Touched you. Affected you. And changed you for eternity. There is no such thing called coincidence. It's awesome. God is evident everywhere you look. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, I want you to know that our God is the God of results. Religion does not look for results. God looks for results. If you call me the God of healing, come on, let's look at some results in your life. I will show you I'm the Lord who heals. I will demonstrate to you I'm the Lord who heals. And you can see results in your life. Last time when I was in England, when my, I did did the same thing to my foot. I sort of like strained it. But I had a miracle. I was able to continue to climb up the mountain to the castles, go down the mountain. I was still able, you know, to function normally. This time I could function normally, but not as quickly as last time. This time I had a healing. There's a difference between miracles and healings. Miracles are instantaneous right away. The power of God takes over. Healings, God wants you to go through it. God is strengthening you. Amen. Causing you to prevail in your faith. Hallelujah. Causing you to grow in your faith, in the spirit of patience and faith. Through faith and patience, inherit 
the promises. Can we say amen? If you look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, these signs, it's important that you look at your life and see the signs. It's important you look at your life and see the evidences. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, this is what Jesus is saying. In my name shall they cast out devils. He did not say in my name, put up with all the tough times. He did not say in my name, tolerate all the sickness and disease. I remember when I was preaching in China, I had exactly what Rudy said this morning. My throat was hurting. It was just like somebody's holding a knife to cut me on the inside. You know, they were all very nice to me and give me sort of like medication or whatever. I said, I cannot preach if I cannot demonstrate the truth of what I preach. I'll be a hypocrite. If I don't believe in what I preach, I've no business standing behind this pulpit. I'll be a hypocrite. Isn't that true? That's why it is so important that we believe in the power of God. We believe in the power of God. We believe in the manifestations of the word of God. The word of God manifests in our lives. Hallelujah. The the word of God is real. His power is real. Amen. We experience it. We experience God. Can we say amen? That's why God, the Godhead is never complete without the Holy Spirit. He's the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the executive. The Holy Spirit is the power. There's no point giving you the word without giving you the power. There's no point telling you, you know, to be holy and to be good without giving you the power to be holy and the power to be good. How many of you have realized that it takes power to be good? (laughs) Have you found out? It takes power to be good. It takes power to make the right choice, to make the good choice. It takes power to resist the devil. It takes power to forgive and keep forgiving and don't hold grudges. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, thank God for the power. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with what? New tongues. They shall take up serpents. Identify where the attacks are and attack them back instead. It's very important that we live by discernment. Because devils can camouflage. They can come as angels of light. They can come as your own logical reasoning. But you know, and you know that it's not you. It's so good that we have been made virtuous. We didn't earn it. We didn't earn it. We did not make ourselves holy. We did not make ourselves good. We had been given the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. The world emphasizes work. You get what you work for. That's your pay. You get what you work for. Business is work. Working with your mind. But in the kingdom, 
there is grace. Come on, say with me, grace. One more time, grace. One more time, grace. Hallelujah. Grace. Magnify grace with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Your grace, which is sufficient for me. Your strength, which is made perfect in my weakness. Praise God. So that takes the burden and the weight off your shoulders. It's not about me. It's not about how hard I can work. It's about what God is doing in me. It's about me yielding to him. It's about me synchronizing with him. It's about me walking with him. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Praise God for that. There is power in your body. Come on, say with me, there's power in my body. Come on, say with me, I'm not that weak. I'm not vulnerable. I'm strong. Hallelujah. It's so important that you know who you are. Amen. Stop doubting yourself because that's deadly. Self-doubt is deadly. I suffered a lot from that until I cast it out. Don't doubt who you are and don't doubt what you can do. You do what you believe you can do. You are what the word of God says you are. If I don't feel good about myself, I look into the mirror, the mirror of God's word, and I see the real Dora. Not the carnal and the worldly and the weak one. Not the one who's doubting herself all the time. But I see myself in the word of God. The mirror, the mirror of the real me. Hallelujah. And that's why I don't need your approval to, feel, to make me feel better. I don't need your approval to make me feel better. I used to, but not anymore. My security is not based on what you think about me. My security is not based on how you treat me. My security is rooted and grounded in the word of God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He loves me. That's good enough. Can we say amen? Amen. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus was talking to his disciples. How many of you know that, you know, his disciples had failed him so many times? He was not talking to a bunch of perfect people. Don't see Peter as perfect. He wasn't perfect. He was a traitor. Thomas wasn't perfect. He was the doubting Thomas. Jesus did not choose perfect people. So stop putting that demand on yourself. Do you get it? Do you get it? Because Christians are very, very good people. But the, the, the sad fact is that we try to make ourselves good. And as a result, you oppress yourself, you suppress yourself, you know, you hurt yourself. Say to the person next to you, relax. 
God loves you the way you are. He loves you. And it's him who is good in you. Can we say amen? So what I do, I keep yielding. What I do, I keep yielding. I remember uh, when my children were little, you know, Dylan and Trisha, you know, they did um, all sorts of sports. My husband is all, he's also, when I met him, you know, we fell in love when we were in uni and he was a sports captain. I never did any sports, but I had all the trophies. <laughs> I had all the medals. <laughs> so that makes me think of Jesus. <laughs> he ran the race. I got the trophy. <laughs> he ran the race. We got the victory. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? So don't ever say, no, no, no. I'm not good enough to get that trophy. I'm not good enough to get that medal. It's been given to you. <laughs> Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Sonny and I, we have a joint account and whatever belongs to him belongs to me. <laughs> Can we say amen? Amen. Glory be to God. That's called grace. Hallelujah. And he, he does it joyfully because he doesn't like to spend. So I can spend for him. Can we say amen? All the ladies say amen. We spend for them to take care of them, right? Amen. Okay, what am I saying? Why am I reading this? Okay. So let's go back to this one. Jesus said, in my name shall they cast out devils. You can't cast out devils if there is no ranking. The reason why, you know, the police can get the criminals and take them to court and put them to jail because there is a ranking. There has to be an order of authority. A ranking order of command. Equality doesn't work. It never will. Even in your physical body, there is a rank. There's an order of command. Where's your CPU? Where's your CPU? Central processing unit. The mind. Nothing can work without a ranking commanding order. In the home, in the school, in a society, in a nation. That's what gives us success. How can we function if there is no seniority, if there is no order of command and authority and responsibility? Listen to me, church. We are equal in value. We are equal in value, but we are different in departments and levels of training, maturity, and experiences. We are different in our assignments, our roles, and our functions. We do not want equality. We don't want everybody to be doing his or her own thing. We don't want everybody to think that I'm equal with you, therefore I don't listen to you. No. Why? Because we need the senior ones, the older ones, to provide for, to protect, and to guide and lead the younger ones. If you have 
Godly parents, loving and caring parents, you are blessed. I did not have that. I did not have a father. My mother worked almost 24-7. Whenever I saw Whenever I saw her coming home, she would be smoking. She would be smoking in our very small, you know, little, little units. I had no one to teach me. I had no one to give me advice. My, the only advice my mom would give me would be, don't run into gangsters. Don't be alone by yourself. The rapists will come after you. And then she took me to those ghost movies. She took me to those terror movies. So all that I had in my mind was ghosts, demons, danger, terror. (laughs) If you have godly parents who pray for you, who provide for you a spiritual covering, like this covering from the storm and the rain, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. More than you know. Can we say amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, all the children, all the teenagers. Come on, say with me, thank you, Lord, for my parents. Let's say together with them. One, two, three. Thank you, Lord, for my parents. Praise God. And I want to tell you, nobody, nobody can love you as much as your God-given parents. This is the truth. Even my mother, she, she wasn't a Christian, but the way she loved me, I'm forever grateful to her for. The maternal bond is very, very strong for our protection. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. That's why when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, what did he say? Our Father. Amen. And also we need the husbands to stand tall and strong, to exercise authority as the head of the house against any intruders into the family. We want strong leadership, strong, a strong a proven, competent, and experienced prime minister to run our country. Can we say amen? Not anybody can run our country. Not anybody who is popular can run our country. We want the proven ones. Can we say amen? We want the responsible ones. Can we say amen? We want the smart ones. So there has to be a hierarchy, a ranking order. There has to be and authority in our lives. Can we say amen? And I want to tell you the good news is that there is a hierarchy in the realm of the spirit. There is a hierarchy in the name of Jesus. In that spiritual realm, in the realm of the spirit, the name of Jesus is above any other name. Every spirit in heaven, on earth, and under the earth must bow, must submit to the name of Jesus. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I want us to understand that God is glorified by our victory. Please get it right. It is not God who puts any sickness and disease on anybody. 
God is health and healing. God is life. He doesn't have any sickness. He doesn't have any disease to give to anyone. And he does not enjoy seeing anybody sick, Christians or non-Christians. He's not sadistic. So don't think that God has to make you suffer in order to teach you a lesson. No. No, God is not like that. He's the God who delivered Daniel from the lion's den. He's the God who delivered the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace. And he delivered them, right? Didn't he? Didn't he? Amen. Don't forget, Jesus is our deliverer. You are not your own deliverer. Jesus is your deliverer. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. Understand that we don't learn from the world and we don't learn from the devil. We learn from the word of God. We learn from Jesus. How many of you believe that you learn good from the good? Do you believe that? Do you learn good from the good? Would you learn good from the devil? Will you learn good from the world? No. Do you want what is eternally good? Thoroughly good? Intrinsically good? The good that never fails? Only God is the source. Can we say amen? So you ask me, Pastor Dora, so is there a price that I need to pay? You're making it sound so easy. Yes, there is a price. I told you already. What is the price? Choose. Choose, choose whom you will serve, choose whose word you will read, choose which voice you would yield to. That's the price that we pay to synchronize with God. Can we say amen? So healing comes from the conquering, victorious, powerful name of Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen anybody queuing up just to get some sickness in their body? No. No. Everybody, including non-Christians, want to be healthy. Come on, say with me, healthy. Wealthy. Wise. One more time. Healthy. Wealthy. And wise. Because God has put those desires on the inside of us. Can we say amen? And they are not bad. They are good. Amen. They're good. How many of you have ever seen people queuing up? You know, you can take all my money. I just want to enjoy being poor. No. No. I had been poor. I had been poor. And I tell you that there is nothing good about it. It's nothing to learn from poverty. All you get from poverty is inferiority, a sense of captivity, and a sense of loss. God wants you to have the good. Can we say amen? The good will have the good. Come on, say, say, say it together with me. The good will have the good. One more time. The good will have the good. So you ask me, Pastor Dora, then why am I sick? I told you already. What's the reason? There are spirits of infirmities. 
There is sin in this fallen world. There are accidents in this fallen world. And that's why it is so important. The word of God says that when you get saved, you get translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you need to know that and you need to live there. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Don't glorify sickness and disease. Don't keep saying, oh, COVID-19 is so powerful. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. Jesus is powerful, not COVID-19. Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. You know, devils flee from you when you live like that. Because by your words, you will, be mo- you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And it's not that I'm learning how to talk. I'm speaking what's in my heart. I'm speaking my faith. That's who I am. That's what I believe. That's what's on the inside of me. The conquering, living word of God. And demons flee from you. They had already been handcuffed. They had been defeated. You just need to know your position of victory and enforce it and enforce it and live it out. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't live by what the world tells you. Don't live by what your feelings are telling you. Number two, healing comes by the substitution. Healing comes by the substitution. Go with me to Isaiah 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. This is so powerful. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was not angry with your transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was not upset by our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. He did not afflict us with confusion and depression. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He was chastised for our sins so that we can have peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that stops demons from harassing me. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. The cross is the place of exchange. I give him my sin. He gives me his righteousness. I give him my pain. He gives me his healing. I did not earn it. I do not earn it. I can never earn it. But I receive it by faith. And I'm thankful for his grace. Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, somebody asked, how can the stripes of Jesus 2,000 years ago heal me of my sickness? Come on, be real. Yes, I'm being very real of you, with you. Why? Because it was a historical act 
of truth. Because it happened, it took place by the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of prophecy. It's the fulfillment of a biblical prophecy. And once it's fulfilled, once the act was acted out by Jesus, the appointed person, it becomes a transcending truth. It's no longer a fact that's locked up in a time, in a place. No, it has become transcendent. It transcends all times, all generations, all places, and all people. And that's why it's called the truth. It is greater than facts. That's why truth is of a higher order. And because it's of a higher order in the rank of commands, it can change the facts. How many of you have got it? How many of you have got it? Jesus did not have to keep doing it. He only did it once. He only did it once. And what did he say on the cross? It is finished. Can we say amen? amen. Glory be to God. That's how wise God is. God only breathed into Adam. He did not have to breathe into every one of us. Only once. Only once. No toiling. No toiling. No toiling. God works by a system. He works by a system. He's the most high God. He's the wisest. He's the wisest. He's wiser than any computers. Computers are very wise. But God is wiser than any computers. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 3. Romans chapter 8 verse 3. Well, just now I told you that it had become the transcending truth. Transcending all time and all places. But what about people? How can it go from person to person? Look at this. Romans chapter 8 verse 3 to 4. Romans chapter 8. God, look at the second line. God sending his own son in the likeness. Of sinful flesh. He became one of us. And that's how the healing can go from him to all people. He identified himself with us. He became one of us. And as a result of that, he can work in each and every one of us. He's got the human touch. He's got the human contact. Can we say amen? How can an end talk to a person? Or how can a person talk to an end? The end has to become a person or the person has to become an end. So Jesus is the person who has become an end. To talk to the ends, to touch the ends, to heal all the ends. Can we say amen? So that all the ends can become people. You're more than just a natural person. Isn't that right? You have become immortal in the sense of not going to hell, but going to heaven. You have become eternal. You have also become transcendent. Do you get it? Come on, say to yourself, I am immortal. One more time. I am immortal. You are. 
How many of you have ever looked at yourself in the mirror and you say, oh, I'm so happy that I'm aging. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about even the young ones, you know. The minute they hit 20, they say, oh, I'm getting old. Come on, 20, and you say you're old? <laughs> I'm ancient. <laughs> Why? Because God has not put it on the inside of any one of us to want to age in the sense of deterioration and decay. It's in the heart of each and every person to stay young. I've never seen any old person who wants to be weak. Who are looking forward to death. No. 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 My mother-in-law, she is already 97. She still is very happy when we say that, you are so beautiful. Oh, she's like so happy, smiling. <laughs> Isn't that right? So don't judge yourself by your look. Come on, say to yourself, I'm beautiful. Young. Vibrant, strong. I really believe that what you say can affect how you feel and what you say can affect the status of your health. Your word can make you or destroy you. If you keep saying bad about yourself, your thoughts become toxic. Your body becomes weak. It's good to think good about yourself. It is good to highly value yourself. Because God values you, right? It's good to see yourself good. It's good to know that you're doing well. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, say with me. I'm important. I'm significant. I'm good looking. God loves me. People love me. I love God. I love people. I love myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That the righteousness. Okay, go back to Romans chapter 8 verse 3. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Fulfilling us who believe in and accept his sacrifice for us. How many of you would believe and accept the sacrifice that Jesus made for you? Amen. Amen. I believe in the substitution. I believe that Jesus, being the Lamb of God, took my place of sin and guilt. Took my place of imperfection and weakness and selfishness and self-centeredness. Jesus is God's divine provision for me personally. Every one of us personally. Amen. There is the divine exchange. Can we say amen? God's divinity for my humanity. Come on, say with me. God's divinity for my humanity. So important that we know. If you stay human, there's no way you can defeat devils. If you stay human, there's no way you can defeat devils. It's not the human spirit in you, the hope of glory. What is in you, the hope of glory? Come on, tell me. Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but 
Jesus who is living in me. His divinity for my humanity. So stop focusing on your humanity and start focusing on his divinity. Stop focusing on your weaknesses and failures and start focusing on his strength and his grace. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what do I see? I see my sin on his body, my sickness in his stripes. His sacrifice is sufficient. Say with me, sufficient. To pay for my freedom and to pay for my justification. There is no ground for the devil to attach to me. There's no ground for the devil to attack me. There's no ground for the devil to crush me or harm me. I'm washed. I'm sanctified. I'm justified. Church, I really advise you, I really suggest you to live by confession. As I said just now, devils cannot read your mind. You can't just will the devil away. You need to rebuke him. You need to cast him out. If I'm addicted to alcohol, then I need to look at that bottle and say, you foul spirit of alcoholism, get out from my life in Jesus' name. If I'm very fearful of sickness and disease all the time, then I need to look at my body and say that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My body is strong. God has guaranteed my health and my healing. If I'm tempted to sin, then I need to speak to myself. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I've been redeemed from the law of sin and death. I do not sin because I'm a child of God. I've been born again. I repel sin. Sin is under my feet. I'm a saint. I'm a child of God. I'm holy. I'm righteous. That's how you talk and that's how devils will flee from you. You can't beat up a demon with your will. You can't beat a demon with your guilty feelings. There's so many Christians, they feel guilty all the time. Is that the will of God for our lives? Is that, is that God's will for us to feel guilty all the time? No, that's the devil imprisoning you. And God has put the key in your hand. Take that key and open that prison door. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. What you do, you keep saying it. What do you do? You keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. And you keep saying it until you are what you say you are. The devil is the spirit of damnation. The devil is the spirit of condemnation, accusation, and oppression. Keep telling yourself how bad you are. It's not being humble. Keep beating yourself up. It's not humble. Being humble is I am what the word of God says I am. Whether I feel it or not. Whether I have failed or not, it's God's goodness that lifts me up every time. It's God's goodness that lifts me up every time. Though I fall, I shall 
arise. There is this tenacity on the inside of you. There is this resilience on the inside of you against sin. You bounce back every time. Can we say amen? And you bounce back higher. The greater the pressure, the higher the ball bounces up. Isn't that right? Amen. Hallelujah. So stop thinking bad about yourself. Stop seeing bad in yourself. Come on, say with me, I'm a child of God. I'm good. Jesus is in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. I've been approved. I've been accepted. I'm good. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Don't ever live out of the toxic insecurity. Can we say amen? Live by his freedom. Amen. Freedom from evil. Amen. You are not bound by your humanity. Can we say amen? Look at this glorious scripture with me. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Read that with me together. 1, 2, 3. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Come on, say with me. I don't live by shame nor guilt. Not by my own perfection. But by his provision. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Always let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So what do I do? Once again, what's the price that I pay? Choose. I choose to focus on Jesus. I choose to focus on what he did for me. What is faith? Faith is a choice, not a feeling. If you live by feeling, you always go down. Feeling can be very toxic. Feeling is very unstable. Feeling is very inde- feeling is not dependable. You can't live by feelings. Feelings will let you down every time. You can never make a sound and right decisions based on feelings. We must live by divine principles. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah 10, verse 27. Isaiah 10, 27. How do we overcome evil? How do we overcome evil? With good. The devil wants you to think bad about yourself. Do you agree with him? No. Do you engage in a conversation with him? No. What do you do? You think about yourself according to the word of God. I am. Come on, say with me. I am. What the word of God says, I am. I can do. What the word of God says, I can do. How many of us have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior? Come on, lift up your hands. Who is Jesus? The word of God. That's his name. Read the book of Revelation. When he comes, what's his name? The word. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah ten twenty seven. And it shall come to pass. It had already come to pass. In that day that his burden, whose burden? Whose burden? The devil's. Who's the one to put burden on you? The devil. Who is the one that keeps you? 
downtrodden, heavy, way down. Who is that? The devil. It shall come to pass in that day, the devil's burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder and the devil's yoke. Don't allow the devil to yoke you with him, thinking his thoughts, feeling his emotions, doing his acts. Cut it off in Jesus' name. Cut it off in the name of Jesus. The devil's worst attack is attacking your self-worth. God wants you to value yourself. God wants you to see yourself as important, as significant. God wants to see you as a life changer. God wants you to see yourself as important, a game changer, a hero. You are a hero in the sight of God. The people around you need you. There's a lot of people who need you. Can we say amen? Amen. Don't be the needy one. There's a lot of people who need you. You can rise up and meet somebody else's needs. Can we say amen? Amen. Because all your needs will be met in Christ Jesus. Come on, say with me. I talk good about myself. I think good about myself. I feel good about myself. I'm not a victim. I don't live dependent on how people treat me. Come on, say a big amen to that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. His yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing is the presence of God. Do you have the anointing? Yes, you have Christ in you, right? So you have the anointing. Do you have the word of God in you? You have the anointing. Don't think that I don't have the anointing. You have the anointing. There's an open heaven above you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. You have the anointing. When you next time, when you see an unbeliever, when you see somebody who is not a Christian yet, you are stronger than the unbeliever. If they can do it, you know, just through a sheer of willpower, if they can do it just do just through, you know, uh, intelligence, you can do it a lot more. Can we say amen? You have what? The will of the Father. You have the mind of Christ. You have the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. You need to walk around with a sense of superiority. A sense of superiority over the devil. Come on, say with me, over the devil. I'm superior to the devil. Amen. Why? Because Jesus said, I've given you the power to tread on, trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, absolutely nothing, I guarantee you, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But how come I had a fall? How come I had an accident? Examine your goings. Examine your confession of faith. Examine your thoughts and change and change and change. I don't have to be bad to change to good. I can be good and change to better. I can be better and change to be the best. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why in the book of Micah, 
Rejoice not over me, my enemy, though I fall, I shall arise. I will not allow temporary defeat to set me up for eternal failure. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And finally, healing comes by the believers in Christ's dominion. Remember last Sunday, I spoke to you. I said, repentance takes care of what's on the inside. Dominion takes care of what's on the outside. You need to exercise your dominion against every demon, every evil spirit. Cast them out. Rebuke them. Chastise them. Get rid of them. Speak the word of God against them. When they fire a fiery dart against you, use your shield of faith. When they try to bombard your mind, use the word of God. Amen. Put on the armor of God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm victorious. I am triumphant. I'm higher than the devil. I'm the victorious one. Glory be to God. Fear no evil for God is with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Can I ask the music team to come up? Let's sing that beautiful song one more time. If I can ask you to stand up with me. Faith. Faith is God's power to believe. The world does not have it. 